are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, the multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. At creator Thomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for, th- for today's show, we got Janton Shorter, the second, back on the pod, part two, continuing our conversation from yesterday where we look at CBS's sports trade proposals of the biggest names at the deadline, teams that they're predicting should go after these guys. So, we're giving our reaction, our thoughts to these fake trades. But before we get back into it, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs win. Download the app to get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into the pod with JT Shorter. Not better when he left the organization, but let's not make this into a D-backs bashing podcast. Let's move on to the next guy in the CBS Sports possible trade destinations that is Starling Marte, the man who got traded at last year's trade deadline from the Arizona Diamondbacks to the Miami Marlins. All of a sudden, once again, for some reason, no one wants to pay Starling Marte. This dude is a baller. He balls out every season. I mean, that's what ballers do. They ball out. And right now, I don't know why, but the 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 Marlins, well, I know why. The Marlins aren't a team really in the mix to make the playoffs. So why not offset one of your better assets and try to get young pieces in return? So starring Marte right now in the season, uh, having a pretty good year, only played 58 games, but 293 average, 842 OPS. He's got 19 stolen bases at age 32. He's absolutely killing it. And CBS Sports thinks he should be traded to the Atlanta Braves. How do you think he fits in on that roster? I think he'd actually be a good fit, um, bringing that speed option. They have already a pretty decent amount of good hitters on that team, and bringing another speed guy in there would definitely kind of improve their offense. Uh, they have Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, as we know, an all-star. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. is out. Um, he could definitely fill in that for that spot. Um, and with Ozuna being out, we're not too sure when he's going to come back. Um, I think he'd be a good role player to fit into that outfield um, just to kind of help him out. Um for the time being, and possibly be a long-term guy with that team if they, <laughs> if like you said, they decide to pay him. He's not a bad player. I think um, just because he's so talented, he kind of gets overlooked sometimes because he's not putting up 50 home runs or 50,000 RBIs. Um, so he's kind of middle of the wrong, but he gets the job done, I will say. And I think the Marlins are, like you said, kind of two or three years out with just getting prospects in um, and maybe pay, making another push for the playoffs. Um, so I think it's best for them to get rid of uh, Marte as soon as possible, give him an opportunity to start somewhere else, hopefully with the Braves, and we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and I really think Starling Marte would be best suited for the Braves because of that Acuna injury. Uh, Acuna, right fielder. You could put Starling Marte in the corner outfield. You could put him in center field. The dude's a beast. Like you said, the speed, too. You're losing those 17 stolen bases from Acuna Jr., but now Starling Marte can help offset some of that with his 19 stolen bases. Just add some speed to that lineup. Speed has become a become an underrated skill and talent in baseball you don't see enough stolen bases nowadays and the Braves are a team that's right there in the mix still they're 46 and 48 uh so you say hey they're two games above 500 how can they be in the mix they play in the NL East the worst division in baseball they're four and a half they're four and a half games back of the New York Mets despite being two games below 500 so adding a starting Marte can definitely boost your lineup I think Because I I really like this Marlins roster, but like we were saying, they're just too young right now. They're a couple years out. This was the Marlins in two years, and then you put a strong Marte on this team, he would be that perfect veteran presence for this young team. But right now, the Marlins are just too raw. You know in fantasy, you had Sixto. You were waiting on Sixto Sanchez (laughs) the whole year. It was on your bench for two months, and then... What? He was sent to the minors? He got hurt? Now he's out for the year. Where's Sixto now on your fantasy team? Uh, he might be on my team still. I don't really get rid of players after they're on the I.L. Um, but like you said, I, I, Marte would be a great fit in a couple of years. Maybe if he's still floating around there, they bring him back. Um, but right now, it's just not the piece they need. They're better to stack up their draft picks and possibly some really good young prospects um, from other organizations to kind of boost with their roster. Um, down the line. So we'll see what the Marlins and Braves decide to do. Now this next one, I, I'm liking this next one, JT. This is kind of gangsta. <clears throat> what CBS Sports is proposing, this reminds me of when uh, the Yankees traded Rawls as Chapman to the Cubs and then signed him in the offseason. CBS Sports says the Red Sox should go after Craig Kimbrell. Now, Craig Kimbrell, I mean, it's not surprising. It is surprising to see the season he's having, not because he hasn't done it before. He's been one of the dominant closers in baseball before he's been a historically great closer before but these last two seasons in 2019 he had a 653 ERA in 20 innings in 2020 he was awful too with a 528 ERA and that 2018 World Series it was shaky with him on the mound it felt like he was going to blow every game so the last two years plus that World Series in 2018 it's felt like Craig Kimbrell's career has been over but now this dude is having maybe the best season ever for a closer, 0.51 ERA, 22 saves. And you look at that Red Sox team, they have a good closer. Their closer is actually an all-star this year in Matt Barnes. And the rest of their bullpen is actually pretty good. A lot of guys with ERAs below threes, in the low threes. So they actually have a a good bullpen. But that doesn't mean it can't be better. Imagine if you take a Matt Barnes, a 20-save all-star guy this season, make him your setup man. You pair him with a Craig Kimbrell now. You got a nasty one-two punch. How do you like that move, JT? So Craig Kimbrell has just been a roller coaster of a career. Um, After leaving the Braves, like you said, went to the Red Sox and the Padres and kind of looked like he was kind of done. But I think it could be a good move. I just don't know if he's going to continue on this path if he does get traded. I feel like he needs to stick around for more than two or three years to finally get a hold on his kind of pitching with certain teams. Um, going back to the Sox, you risk, I don't know if they'd give up another pitcher, but um, kind of risk what he will do come the end of the game. You're already, already on this hot run, um, kind of winning games. So you don't want to mess up that flow you have. Maybe make him their setup man or your seventh inning guy. Um, 
down the line and see what happens with Craig Kimbrell. If you're going after Craig Kimbrell, no chance he's your seventh inning or setter, man. <laughs> he's going in as your closer. Right now, the Red Sox rotation, I mean, they're getting Chris Sale back, but until that happens, after Evaldi, it's pretty weak. I'm a big Eduardo Eduardo Rodriguez guy, but he's come back after COVID complications, so he's still trying to get himself back into shape. Martin Perez, Garrett Richards, this rotation isn't very good. So this is a one of those teams where you try to get five innings out your starters, and then you're trying to make it a bullpen game. And so to have a Matt Barnes and a Craig Kimbrell in your eighth and ninth, I don't care who's going in first, who's pitching the eighth, who's pitching the ninth, even though we probably know it's Matt Barnes and then Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I think having those two as your one-two punch in the back end of your bullpen, uh, it, it's going to be pretty crazy if you're an opposing team trying to close it out or trying to come back in late in the game. JT and I will continue doing our thoughts and reactions to these fake trades, but did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy, but Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calories, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. get back into the pod all right let's move to the next guy now and according to cbs sports they're throwing around their favorite word this is word 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 this isn't their sexiest name as you know these analysts like to say ian kennedy closer i mean this dude back with the d-backs in 2011 was almost a cy young award winner he won 21 games in 2011, finished fourth in Cy Young voting. He won a World Series with the Yankees in 09. He was on that Royals World Series team. This guy's been around baseball for a while. Now he's on Texas. He's a closer now. One of the better closers in baseball, too. 259 ERA, 15 saves. And CBS Sports is saying they he that uh the Astros, you know, one of the best teams in baseball right now, uh currently sitting at 58 and 39, tied for the most wins in the American League. CBS Sports is saying the Astros should go, to, should go after Ian Kennedy. How do you feel if they made that kind of move? I think it wouldn't be a bad move. Their team is already so so stacked. Um, I don't know if they could get any better adding him to the roster. Um, I know right now they have a lot of guys who are just middle of the run relief pitchers, but their starters are going almost the distance. So there's really no need for any more relief pitchers, to be honest. Um, their bats are hot, so I don't see the Astros really needing a another closer. Ryan Presley's already having a tremendous season as it is. 17 saves, a 1.35 ERA. So we'll see if they make the move. I don't think it's necessary. I want my guy Brandon Belak, my former teammate, to get some more run as a relief pitcher, but that's just my bias. Yeah, you see, guys, another hot take spurned by biases. 
what World Series contender says they don't need another reliever. They literally have one good reliever in Ryan Presley. That's a run, like you said, of pretty average to me- mediocre relievers after that. So they definitely need a guy like Ian Kennedy because after Ryan Presley, it is bare bones in that bullpen. Your guy, Brandon Belak, hey, I'm a St. Joe's alum. He's a St. Joe's alum, but we got to be honest. Belak might not be cut out for the major leagues, at least at this point. So hopefully he can get it together down the line. But the Houston Astros going after Ian Kennedy, that would be great for their team. Like you said, elite offense, solid pitching as well. They got a pretty good rotation. A lot of their rotation members are probably playing above their head. But even that being said, if they can add, you know, a couple more relievers at the deadline, especially a guy like Ian Kennedy uh, as extra insurance in case anything happened to Ryan Presley, I think that would be great for them. But let's move on to the next guy. And this is... Kyle Gibson, potential Cy Young Award winner in the American League, being moved to the National League, the St. Louis Cardinals. Kyle Gibson is a guy who is a little bit older. He's currently 33 years old and having a breakout season. Career 442 ERA. Currently has a 286 ERA. Top three in the American League. 107 innings pitched. The dude has been a beast this year. First time All-Star and if he got moved to the St. Louis Cardinals, that would be kind of fun. The Cardinals right now uh, need more rotation help. I mean, Wainwright's having a pretty good year, but the dude is on crutches uh, right now. Jack Flaherty, 60-day IL. They got Kwong Hyun Kim having a good year, but still some other members in their rotation are kind of disgusting. Carlos Martinez, he's hurt. So I think they could definitely use him for some health reasons, but Let's say you, JT. How do you feel about Kyle Gibson to the Cardinals? I think it'd be a good move. Texas is having a fire sale as it is. Um, their team is just not um, measuring up to what it should be. Um, I think they're also going to be like a Miami where they're going to get prospects and kind of look for the future. So getting rid of him would be a good move. I think he'd be a great fit in St. Louis, like you said, just filling into that starting rotation. Um, probably be a number four or five guy, but... Still, nonetheless, he's still a pretty good pitcher. Hopefully his season will continue on with them and he won't hit any, uh, I guess, rough patches towards the end of the season. But we'll see. Um, I think it'd be a good move overall, but you never know. I mean, with the Cardinals, it's probably more than a four or five. It's not like they have a great rotation right now. They're only 15th in all of baseball in ERA. Looking at their rotation right now, I mean, after Wainwright and Kim, I mean, he's probably their number three and he's having a better season than maybe both of them. It's in the discussion, so he might actually be their number one. It's not like Wainwright at 40 years old is some elite guy anymore. <laughs> so why not Kyle Gibson to be their ace instead of their four or five starter like you're talking about? The Cardinals, 500 team right now, 48 and 48, seven and a half games back of the Brewers, who have, I think, the best rotation in baseball right now. Uh, so I think Kyle Gibson would definitely help. I'm just a little scared about Kyle Gibson because – I don't know. I just feel like it could be a little fluky. I mean, I you know, it's rare to hear of a 33-year-old pitcher being a Cy Young Award candidate after being pretty mediocre his whole career. Makes you wonder about that sticky substance. Maybe he was using it. We're not allowed to use it anymore. I haven't heard of him being suspended or anything yet for of the use. I haven't checked his numbers since the crackdown and baseball started, so we'll see. But I think you're going to like this next one. I know my friend in the back, Jed Domingo, he's not a big baseball guy, but he's a big Yankees guy. And CBS Sports is saying the Yankees should go after Joey Gallo. And we know Joey Gallo, 
He made some incredible defensive highlights this past week, gunning down dudes at third and home plate. Joey Gallo is a masher. Uh, he's got 24 home runs, uh, but he's only a 231 guy. He's got an 888 OPS, and I think Joey Gallo is a very good player. But on the Yankees, I don't know if it's a great fit. I feel like he's just a redundant kind of guy. Not a guy who's going to hit for average, a bopper, a slugger. He fits the Yankees' mold. A guy who's not going to hit for average, hit a lot of home runs, and probably strike out a lot too. That's what a lot of those Yankee <laughs> players do. But because of that, I feel like it's just too much redundancy. I feel like they need more contact, uh, you know, uh, more contact risky players. Not risque, but more contact oriented players. That's the word I want to say. So if they could get a guy that's more of a, you know, singles, doubles kind of guy with some speed, I think they need more of a top of the order kind of guy than a guy in the middle of their lineup. But how would you feel about the Yankees going after Joey Gallo? So I think he's going to be another Stanton type where it's just he comes in, hits for a lot of power, yes, but he'll also strike out a hundred times and kind of leave your offense wanting for more. Um, it'd be a great move by the Yankees, that, that short porch in right field. He'll play that to his advantage on um, being a, a lefty hitter, but I don't know. that The AL East division, the pitching is tough, and I think I don't know if he'd be able to keep up with those home run numbers um, facing guys um, that he will see in the AL East. I think maybe, like you were saying, a Marte would be a better fit in that AL lineup, or sorry, that Yankee lineup, um, mm. just because he's more of a contact hitter and can kind of get on base and steal some bases, so... We'll see what the Yankees do. I'm sure they'll probably make the move for Gallo because he's a big name, saw a lot of jerseys, and got a lot of fan support, but who knows? You know what, JT? That might be the best take you've ever had. Starring Marte <laughs> to the Yankees, that, I like that fit way more better than I like a Gallo. Marte would actually be a perfect fit at the top of the lineup. He could bat off. He can play number two. He can steal bases. He's got some power, too. And you need someone in that center field. I mean, got an Aaron Hicks, but he might be hurt right now. Yeah, he's on the 60-day. Brett Gardner's old. You just need more speed and athleticism in that lineup. I think Starling Marte would actually be a perfect fit for the Yankees. So, JT, you should go on bet line and go make a bet on Starling Marte to the Yankees. That's one of the best takes you've ever had. Uh, I would like to see where the Yankees are ranked in stolen bases right now. I don't know if stolen bases are a great indicator of how fast your team is. Maybe you could look at team sprint speed. I, I wonder if they have that stat. I'm pretty sure. But the Yankees are 29th in baseball in stolen bases. So if you had a guy like, Ket uh, not Keto Marte, we are not, we are not Yankee <laughs> fans. Get Listen to me clearly. We are not trading Ketel Marte to the Yankees. But a Starling Marte, him going to the Yankees, that would be a big boost to that lineup. JT and I will continue giving our thoughts on these fake trades, but if I want to bet on these trades of which players are going to be moved at the deadline, I think I'm going to head to Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on.
All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Uh, but let's move on. This one, we just, again, I saw him yesterday. You didn't. Adam Frazier, CBS's, CBS Sports is saying Adam Frazier should go get picked up, get acquired by the Chicago White Sox. Frazier, I believe it was his first all-star appearance this year. He's having a phenomenal year. Not a big power guy. He's more of a gap-powered kind of guy. Uh, yeah, first-time all-star. 29 years old so still young enough where he can be a part of this core with the chicago white Sox and the white Sox. i mean they've had some interesting news surrounding their team the last couple days yerman mercedes like deleted all his white Sox related (laughs) stuff off his instagram yesterday and then he said el retiro which is i think spanish for retired and then he said i'm done it's over. He gave a heartfelt message. And now today he's saying, I'm back. He's doing the Michael Jordan fax paper. I'm back like nothing ever happened. And I, I don't know. I mean, checking on your mental health, I guess, is the best thing I can say. That's pretty weird to retire one day, <laughs> scrub your social media of everything to come back the next day and act like it never happened. Uh, that's an interesting situation. But back on Adam Frazier. Uh, yeah, he plays second base, which is the position the Chicago White Sox need. We know they've been in on Eduardo Escobar too. a lot of rumors because they lost Nick Madrigal for the year. They're starting second baseman. So how would you like it if the White Sox added another all-star and Adam Frazier to that team? I think he'd be a great fit. Um, kind of be the up the middle guy with Tim Anderson, um, fill a nice role. That stadium is a big park too. So he have a lot of capability to hit those gapper doubles or possibly even triples. I know he's got a little bit of speed on him, um, but they're getting their guys back. So I think he'll be a great fit if he can fit on that number three or four, maybe three or possibly the seventh spot in the lineup. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm not too sure if he would want to move to that team because they are big boppers. He might get pitched to more than he might he does now, um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that could be a true point just because he's not a big power guy. So they might, even though he's a great hitter and a great contact hitter, great in doubles, high average, he might test him a little bit more because they're not afraid of uh, Frazier taking them yard. But still, uh, it's a big upgrade of who they have at second base, whoever they have filling in after that magical injury. This White Sox team is in first place. I mean, no one likes Tony La Russa, but they're winning games. So I guess he's done a good job. I guess it's been a good hiring. We know he botched the uh, Mercedes situation, but look at the White Sox now. They're streaking. I picked them to make it to the World Series last year. thought they had an incredible offense. I thought their pitching was just good enough as well. And again, it could be the same this year. So we'll see what happens with the Chicago White Sox. But the last player we got to talk about, and I find this one fascinating because the team that CBS Sports want him to go to, I think is maybe the most frustrating team in baseball, and that is Chris Bryant to the New York Mets. The Mets seemingly every other year make some good, crazy addition. They make some crazy trade, and it just never works out. They just never. Right now they're in first place, yes, but they're in the NL East. That's the only reason why they're in first place. There's seven games above 500. They don't feel like a very good team. They don't feel like they have clutch offense. They're pitching. Uh, it's great when it's healthy, but DeGrom's on the IL again. Peterson, Lacazie's on the IL. Where's Carrasco? Where's Syndergaard? It's pretty much Stroman and Taiwan Walker holding it down, which are still two frontline starters on any team. Those guys are, you know, two great guys. I mean, Taiwan Walker is an all-star this year. Stroman's like a number two starter on any rotation. So even though you're down four starting rotation members, they still have two all-star caliber pitchers in your rotation. Let you know about the depth that the 
Mets have, but they added a Chris Bryant to the lineup. That could be just what they're missing. They have Lindor, but he hasn't been that great this year. I love Lindor, but he's having a really down year. You look at the rest of their lineup. Pete Alonso's a beast, but he can be a little bit better. Uh, Kevin Pillar, it's not like he's really doing anything for you. Conforto's not doing anything for you. Dominic Smith is a great home run hitter, but he's not really that special outside of that. This overall lineup, it's just kind of mediocre after Lindor and Pete Alonso. So I think they need a Chris Bryant to really help balance it out and add some more power and stability to that lineup. Yeah, I think he'd be a good fit. It is a hitter's park, so I think he'd hit a little, more, a couple more home runs than he does now in Chicago um, with all that wind. But I think, yeah, like you were saying, the Mets' all offense is not the greatest right now. Very subpar to what we were expecting um, after the Lindor pickup. But I think Chris Brown could be a good move to New York. Just not sure if the lights would get to him. I know he's... Been in Chicago for a while, and he was the face of the franchise. Um, but I don't know. Those New York lights hit different, Millard. Now, after doing this exercise, is there any one of these deals that you would want to see happen? Or do you have another deal? Do you think there's a team that maybe you think Chris Bryant should go to? Or like your Starling Marte deal that you just proposed. Is there a deal that wasn't mentioned today that you would like to see happen? Or any of the deals that were mentioned today, do you like any of them enough to say, hey, I want to see that deal be made at the deadline? I think, to be honest, I would like to see Marte go to the Yankees. Honestly, I'm not a big Yankee fan, but I think he would definitely help their lineup um, tremendously. And with the Rays getting cruised today, um, you never know what could happen um, with that AL East division. It's going to be a nice push um, towards the end of the season. And Marte could be just the player they need to make the push um, towards either first place or a great wild card spot. Yeah, I think the Red Sox are going to be big buyers at the deadline. I can see them getting another starting rotation guy. Maybe they'll be in line for a guy like Cal Gibson to add to their mix behind Evaldi and a Chris Sale. Maybe I think they definitely want to go after Craig Kimbrell. I think they could use more depth in that bullpen. I don't think they could ever have enough depth in that bullpen. And honestly, all I want to see at the deadline is a fire sale by the D-backs. I want to see... 35 prospects coming back in return. Merrill Kelly gone. Eduardo Escobar gone. Gone. Players on top of players being traded at the deadline. So we'll see what happens. I believe the D-backs are going to have a fire sale. Uh, there's been some breadcrumbs that they're going to make moves, but we don't know how many or how big the moves would be. But Janton Shorter the second. thank you for hopping on today's pod, and thank you for doing this exercise. Thanks for having me on, Miller. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Go back and catch up on any pods you might have missed. We're going to have another great round of pods next week. As always, come back next week for the best Diamondbacks news, coverage, and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!